que no 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 idea what's going on there. And it's just me. And I'm fun to the inside. <laughs> Gavin from She War. Uh, one of the fellows was supposed to come on stage, blew it out after what happened. Uh, and I'm waiting for Mike to come on as well. Uh, Mike from Earth, I have to get this going because I didn't get going on time. Facebook would have fucked it up. Uh, I strongly advise anybody with any small children or anybody allergic to any sort of adult language. Turn the bloody thing off now because, yeah, that that was fucking shit. I'll be honest with you. I think I I nearly fell asleep during the first half. It was that fucking boring. And then the second half, and then what Jacka did was just fucking perfected as well. And we're in a shit position. And yeah, since it's only me at the moment, if anybody wants to come up with any comments in the in the chat box. I know the Facebook page is pretty active at the moment, just tell me. But yeah, I am clueless. I mean I don't really want to blame the defence. And I don't really want to blame uh Zaka. Uh but I don't know what the fuck William's doing. And I don't know what the fuck Abamian's doing. And I don't know what the fuck our midfield's doing. And, yeah. And that's it. And I, I'm not sure I, I quite understand this. Let's get 400 crosses in. In one game. When we've got nobody in the, in the box who can fucking head the ball. It, it's just fast. And... I keep playing the same team and expecting a different result, but what's basically happening is we're getting the same result is that we're getting fucking turned over. Which again is bollocks. So, yeah. I don't know. I was hoping to have some soothing wise words from Mike in America. Often was who's fucking blown us out because we lost. But, yeah, it's just one of those. I can't, I just can't see where we're going to, where we're going to score from. I really can't. I'd rather watch, and this is really, really bad to say this, but I'd rather watch us tippy-toe the ball 
around the outside of the box all game. Then just these pointless crosses in the middle that we've got nobody to get on the end of. And it's, it's just ridiculous. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. And Phil, if we lose to Southampton on Wednesday, that's it for Arsenal. Well, Southampton are actually playing bloody well at the moment. So, playing Southampton ain't exactly a great thing either. And then what's it ever and away after that? And they just beat Chelsea. So, there's no easy games at the moment. No easy games at all. And especially the way we're playing, I, I, I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. I mean, we're, we've got too many shit players. It's as simple as that. We've just got too many players that are fucking shit. We've got too many players that are earning big money for doing fuck all as well. I mean, what has the Banyan done since he signed that new deal? Had a little laugh and play up with them Luton wankers and bought another gold-plated car. And that's it. He's done fuck all since then. And the only one who looks interested out of all of our, our front players was Zaka. And I'm honestly at the point now, and I don't know if anybody's going to agree with me, probably not, but I would rather just play Zaka, make the nose, Willock, Reese Nelson, even Eddie. Just play them all. Because the senior pros at our club, they've already got two, well, they've already got two managers sacked, most of them, and they're going to get another one sacked. And the problem is, he said, there's just too many that ain't good enough. And as much as I'm pissed off with Arteta, if we get rid of Arteta and we get somebody else in, Don't matter who it is, he's still got the same shit fucking legs on the pitch that plays tonight. So, wh where's that any different? I mean, you have pet bloody, you have pet Boriola bloody training this lot, and they're still going to turn up doing the same old shit. So, yeah, as much as I want to really have a scream up at Arteta and really have a scream up at the players it's probably a mixture of both of them and we're just in a shit state we really are anyway Mike's joining us hello Mike hey good afternoon evening uh, I've just been swearing for about seven minutes yeah so, if you want to uh, not swear for seven minutes, feel free, yeah. mate. Yeah, well, just mightily disappointing, but not entirely unexpected the way things have been. Um, I just, I can't get my head around the selections. I'm just, it's just so bizarre to me. His selections is... It seems like the the boys have been told 
that the Europa League is you guys are playing the Europa League, you guys are the Premier League. Done deal. Doesn't matter about how well you play, how poorly you play. Nothing matters. This is the way it's going to be. And so, I mean, I'm just afraid that he's going to lose everybody, meaning that the senior players are not good enough and don't have the right attitude and he's going to lose the younger players because they're not being rewarded for good performances. I mean, Smith Rowe looked like he could have been the solution today. Didn't even get a chance to prove to be the solution that, that we needed because uh, we're desperate for creativity, but the creative guy just sits there on the bench. Reece Nelson yet again, just uh, not, in the, not in the squad. Um, Joe Willock needed a goal. Joe Willock, as much as some people don't think he's the answer, he, he's, he can score you a goal, but no, he doesn't get on the field. So the selections and just the players he's choosing, Bellerin, Willian and Xhaka, I mean, none of us are geniuses, but my goodness gracious me, how many more times do they need to be awful? I mean, I mean, what, 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 what the fuck is Willian even doing anywhere near the pitch, mate? Well, I'll tell I you what... I, I, don't, I don't understand it, mate. I know you're more technically minded and all that, but I've not got a fucking clue what that Chelsea prick is doing anywhere near our fucking football team. He's okay, fucking the, the, point, mate. the only thing I can come up with is, you know, apparently he was Mikel Arteta's pick in the summer. He chased him and he really wanted oh. him and he convinced him to come, okay? And then now he's in a place where he's trying to convince the board to buy some more players and they're probably saying to him, well, you know, what about this guy that you chased and told us was going to be the answer? And so he's trying to play Willian into form and trying to prove to them that he needs money for January, you know, uh, and they're saying, well, no, you know, we, we gave you money for this guy. You're going to have to, to show us that you're willing to try to make this guy work. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I, I, like I say, I don't understand it. It's... I mean, he, he's even playing him in a in a position that he didn't buy him for. He bought he bought him as the perhaps the you know the number ten. If he couldn't get another number ten in, he was sort of like the the standby, and he would fit in left right. Uh, and he's playing him down the right. And mm. I know Pepe fucked himself by bloody getting sent off, but. It just don't make sense. The whole, like I say, the whole Arteta setup at the moment don't make sense. He's got a bang yang. He's clearly doing fuck all through the middle, right? So you've got to put him back down the left. And the state we are today, put put Zaka down the right. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's no need for William to be even near that near that pitch. And as you said. We're doing well midweek. All right, we're playing against less opposition, but blah, blah, blah. But it's like the midweek Europa team's got all the confidence and they're not getting the rewards by playing. And it was like yeah. what you said. It's like what you said. Uh, I think this is what we were talking about after the game on, on Thursday when you said Arteta's almost only playing two of the Howland boys per game. Yeah, and it's almost like he's got a limit. He can't play more than two of them. And today, he should have started with perhaps three or four of them. Yep, 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 yep. I don't know how many more times he needs to see it, but I'm getting the impression he's a very stubborn man, and that's his stubbornness is 
is likely that he's going to lose his job. Um, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but um, I'm just, uh, I think the only thing that's going to save him, honestly, Gav, is if he can persuade the club to get him uh, a couple of creative players and, and it sparks the team. And we all, we all know if you score a goal, that instantly changes the mood and everybody's game suddenly becomes significantly better. So we're just still waiting for that moment. So it'll either be a goal or it'll be a transfer or two. I do actually have, um, there is one, I don't think it's a small positive or not, but a player like uh, Awar, if, if he was somebody that we're trying to get in January, he's not going to come to Arsenal now because Arsenal are legitimately in some kind of relegation trouble. But but to me, the players that Arsenal need are actually two, two players that will play for Arsenal regardless, which are two boys in the championship. Um, and so I think inadvertently we might get our third or fourth choice targets who I think are actually better for Arsenal, which is Buendia, I think is exactly the kind of player that we need. And I'm sure he would uh, be more than happy to sign for Arsenal. And then there's a guy at Reading called Michael Olise, who uh, might be the best player in the championship. Um, and he's going to uh, be a, a true star. And I think we might we might get a player like that. But I'm just clutching at straws here, Gail. I'm trying to keep the mood a little happier and lighter. But no, this is factual. It's just... I don't think... No, I don't think we've got much choice of keeping the mood light tonight, mate, to be honest with you. I'm certainly not in the mood for it being light. And, yeah, no, it's just fucking pony. I mean, I think the the question really, that again, that everybody's talking about on the chat and the Facebook as well, is how close is our set of actually getting the fucking sack now? Yeah, yeah. Um... That's, 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 that's the question. I mean, we don't, like I say, I'm not, you know, I don't want to sort of like, and I don't think we've ever been sensationalist, etc. on this podcast. Right. Uh, and, and like I say, we all try to keep a civil head and a, a straight head and have a decent chat about it. But if me and you walked out that ground and we was in the pub now, there's going to be a few voices in there that are turning around and saying, fucking sack him. Yeah. Yeah. I can see. I can see for that. I just, um, I just don't think the club's going to do it. I don't think they've got the money. To do it, I think that they see him as a long-term project. I think that, that they'll probably be convinced by him that he needs better players, and they'll probably get him a couple in January. Um, and he's probably very fortunate. There's only two thousand fans in every other game. Um, my concern, what I would want to know from him, regardless of what he wants to make the team, his team, and make it better, I want to know what his attacking plan is because he convinced me with his defensive plan. I mean, we won the FA Cup off the back of his defensive plan, but. I'm just utterly baffled as to what his idea of attacking is. And I don't care who we get in. We can get Lionel Messi in this club. It doesn't matter. If if he has no attacking plan better than what we're seeing in the last six games, then what's the point? We might as well just get rid of him now if he doesn't have a clue about how to uh, how to attack um, uh, using the players that you've got and effectively. I, don't, I just don't feel like we're ever going to score. We, we created more chances tonight than we have done probably in the last five games combined. And we only created about six you know, and I still don't feel like we're going to score because he doesn't play to the strength of his players and he doesn't play the players who are confident. It's just utterly bizarre. I, I'd love to have a, a chance to ask him a question about that and not let him get away with it because uh, I feel like he, he he's getting away with a lot. Yeah, see, I mean, if, if we go back to that and like I say, I'm highlighting a lot of very good comments that are coming up on the Facebook page. Like I say, apologies if we... Uh... 
don't read them all out. Uh, my thing is, right, with regards to the uh, the attacking prospects and the amount of crosses that we're getting, yeah? Now, yeah. I've got no problems with the fact that we're getting wide men out and Tyranny and even Bellerin uh, are putting some decent balls across. But it's always the same ball into the same fucking area to which the same two centre-backs are headering it out or the keeper's catching it, right? Yeah. Why is there no switching it back? You know what I mean? There's no cutbacks. There's no along the floor. It's the same ball, Mike, every time. No. You know what I mean? That, that's what's doing my head in. And like I say, yeah, you know, like I say, he's, how many crosses we've got in the box and all that. But the point is, unless he's mixing up, he don't seem to be mixing, there don't seem to be no mixing up, does there? Well, it's no, there isn't. And, you know, when you pick a team and pick your tactics, it's supposed to be based around the players you've got. And Aubameyang, for as many good qualities as he has, is very meek, physically meek. He doesn't, he plays to not get hurt. Aubameyang never puts himself in any physical confrontation. But why are we crossing the ball in the air? Saka, Aubameyang, Willian are going to put the ball in the net with their head against Tarkovsky and me? There's no chance. No chance. So you might as well play the kid in the under-23s. Uh, Moller, I think is his name, and who's, who's six foot five. And I don't care if he's better than Aubameyang or not. If that's the way you want to play, then play the guy that suits the way you want to play. But um, you know, that's another problem. We're not playing the way that is suited to the players who are out on the field. No, it, 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 not, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, not so. I mean, even oh, even blinking holding, holding would have done better for us to centre forward tonight than a bang in. Yeah. He's better than the end of him. Do you know what I mean? I mean, even bloody, you know, Gabby, he would have been better in the air as well. It, it's just dark. He's, he's playing a player who can't really head the ball. Let's be honest. A bang yang yeah. is fucking useless at heading the ball. Do you know what I mean? He needs the ball at his feet, he needs to cut inside, blah, blah, blah. So he's just got to put him in his best position. And this is what drove me nuts about Wenger. His Wenger was putting players in positions that he needed players, not putting the players in the position that they're best at. And yeah. this is what Arteta's actually doing. Do you know what I mean? And if it comes to a choice between a bang yang and Zaka, on the left of a front three, make a fucking choice and play one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because at the moment he's he's just slotting them in. He's slotting them in because we haven't got a number we haven't got a number nine that he trusts. Yeah. Well something else you could do, Gav, which is a, a need for the team, is you could play a Bamiyang wherever he needs to be up front and you could move Saka back into a three man midfield because another problem that the club has is that they don't have anybody from the field breaking the lines on the dribble, brings the ball forward. Well, Saka's inclination when he gets the ball is to turn. And so if you put him in midfield, and he's played in midfield for Arsenal, he's played everywhere but in goal for Arsenal, hasn't he? So yeah. if you put him in midfield, we'd at least have somebody bringing the ball forward and committing a defender from midfield. So you could do that. And then you could keep Pepe or Nelson and just anyone bar William, of course. But I think he's going to play William until he gets fired. Yeah, no, fair one. I'm going to read a few comments from the Facebook page because, like I say, a lot of the boys have been typing away. Uh, I'm, I'm saying boys because it has been mainly gents. Uh, Mark Perry and YPL, El Nenny and Zach at the same in the same team, one or the other for fuck's sake. 
Uh, Sean Egan, I said he's the man in charge. Do he has to take the blame? James Harley, I thought I said policy. The only player who put a shift in training, Jesus, how bad is training? Very, very, very fair point now. Can I, uh, can I pick up on that one, Gav? Huh? Can I pick up on James Holly's point there? Yeah, go on. Yeah, well, here's something I've been thinking about recently in regards to Ozil. I hate to talk about Ozil because I got bored two years ago, but here's the thing. He's kept him around uh, training. We see him in the training pitches. He obviously practices with the team every single day. And so let's just think about this logically. If you've got a major problem in your team, problem number one, big flashing light, lack of creativity, everybody agrees. And you've got this guy in practice who is not in the squad, can't play on the weekend, and is the most creative player at, at practice. And these players see that this guy, under no pressure, there's no pressure at practice, can put them through on goal, can slide balls in that's not happening on the weekend, and can provide for them. Now, I'm not saying you should be in the squad or in the team, because I was done with him a long time ago. But the players always speak well of him, and we're in a situation where we need creativity, and they've got this guy at practice that's better at it than everybody else. And so I'm wondering if, you know, I'm not saying he's lost the dressing room, but I'm wondering if that is a major, major issue that the players are just fed up of having this guy at practice they feel could solve their problems but can't solve their problems. Mm. That's the thing. It, it's That, again, is a shit state which goes back two or three years, Mike. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Wenger used to money coddle him and let him have time off. And yeah. he, he used to bail out of away games at the last minute. And, you know, he used to give him a couple of days off training a week. And that built up resentment from the other players because they were putting a shift in at training and I said, and us all weren't. And then Emery comes in, tries to play the, the big boss against him. That goes a bit peak song, and then he has to bring him back. And then Freddie comes in, and Freddie tries the same, doesn't want anything to do with him. And then Arteta comes in and doesn't want anything to do with him. So this is like four managers or four yeah. head coaches that haven't wanted anything to do with us all. So the fact that they're still allowing him to turn up for training is beyond me. If he's not going to yeah. play, don't, don't have him there. I know. Just don't have him there. Him. He, he's got. It's a complete net until he fucks off. Because he, he ain't gonna play for Arsenal again. But until he fucks off, he's a complete negative influence on the whole of the squad. Yeah. It, 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 there's, there's no other way of putting it. Do you know what I mean? There's no, no, no other way of putting it. It doesn't matter if he's if he can do the most fucking keep ups or he can do the most through balls. The fact that he's not wanted by form he's caused problems now for four managers is an issue. So, yeah. oh, don't, I mean, that, that's my wish. That's my one wish for the transfer window is he goes. And if he doesn't go, they've just got to pay him. Just pay him to sit at home. Let him play Fortnite. Let him play with his kids. Let him donate fucking his money to charities and all that malarkey and let him fuck about with his PR team on the social media but just don't get him anywhere near the team it's, it's absolutely bollocks it's you know just I mean? such a good show isn't it Gav 
he owns so much money. It's easy for us to say, pay him off, but that's so much money uh, for a club that probably doesn't have much of any money. And the money they do have, they want to spend on players. And they're not going to get anything for him. Um, so I, I, I empathise there, but you're exactly right. They should they should find a way for him to go practice with the under-23s or or do something else. But with the first team, I mean, as a coach myself, I tell you when I've got a player that can't play in the game and he's practicing and I'm playing, let's say, an 8v8 or 11 versus 11 or whatever, and he's playing as the attacking midfielder, what use is that to someone like Emile Smith-Rowe or Willian or whoever might be playing there on the weekend that they don't get to practice it and practice because you've got a guy on the field practicing it, but he's not allowed to play. And I don't know that that's happening. But I can't imagine they're playing him at left back. So it's just a problem all the way around. But I don't want to make this about Meza Ozil. It's, uh, this, to me, is becoming the, the light is shining brightly on Mikel Arteta. And it's, and it's his decisions, isn't it? It's his decisions, his odd, odd decisions. Um, I don't know where we've gone, Gav. I don't know how we've gone from a team where he was, he was uh, coaching us up beyond our level to win the FA Cup and the Community Shield and beat four of the six big teams to now coaching us down to a level below. You know, I'm seeing people in the comments saying our team's not good enough. Well, this is the same team that just won the FA Cup and beat Man City, beat Liverpool twice, beat Chelsea. So, you know, he's coaching us down and I'd love to know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I mean, there are, I mean, we're probably going to hear rumours over the next couple of days that he's lost the dressing room and the training is robotic and the senior players blah 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 uh i mean i think in a weird sense uh he's missing louise on the pitch i think louise is he's he's catching so to speak on the pitch uh but i mean the, the long and short of it really is for many years now the playing staff has been underinvested and the money we have invested has gone into the wrong players like Pepe, uh, who I've got no faith whatsoever that he's going to come back Wednesday and have a stormer. I think he's going to come back Wednesday and be as fucking useless as he has been since he's come to us. So the recruitment's been wrong and it's, it's just... I don't know. I just do not. It, at the end of the day, it falls down. It falls down to the Cronkies. And ever since we left Highbury and there was the, the, you know, the power struggle between who was going to take over the board and Cronkies didn't want to invest money because ultimately, you know, it would cost them more to buy the remainder of the shares so the club sort of stagnated for too long and Venga messed up on a, on a whole number of levels which uh, previous managers are struggling to cope with. But at the end of the day, the, the whole state of the club does boil down to the owners. And I know that money is an issue for every sporting club. Uh, in the world right now because you know without 60,000 fans booing them off the pitch tonight you know they've only got 2,000 in so they've lost 50,000 you know 58,000 worth of revenue there tonight do you know what I mean yeah but the Sponkies have got to they've got to sort, sort this out it's not a case now of 
they've got to invest to get us up to the next level. It's almost at a point now, Mike, where they've got to invest a little bit. Otherwise, this could be us for the whole of the year. We could be in the bottom six for the rest of the year. I mean, yeah. do you fancy, I mean, like I said, next two games, Southampton, who had a decent result at the weekend, they won 3-0, didn't they? They're third in the league, yeah. Yeah, third in the league, won 3-0. And then the game after that, Everton away, they just beat Chelsea 1-0. Yeah. Do you fancy us in either of them games, Mike? No, I don't fancy us to play anybody in the league, and I'm not just saying that because I'm upset. I'm, I just don't. I don't. I mean, if you can't score a goal, which we can't, then I don't know how, I think, you know, I don't see how you can fancy us to win any game because you can't win a game if you can't score a goal. But um, I, I, I suppose, I suppose as soon as we do score a goal, there will be an uptick in confidence and relief off the players' shoulders. And hopefully when that moment happens, that'll, that'll stir them to, a, uh, to, for their confidence to, to hopefully flip somewhat. But, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I'm concerned that there's nobody on the field. It looks like, like you said about David Louise not being there. Maybe he's the answer. Maybe he isn't. It's hard to know, but who, who the, who are the senior players that keep these players accountable? We've been, we've had well, more well, players. He ain't a bang yet, is he? Yeah, but yeah, I don't man. know. That was ridiculous. We all knew that was ridiculous. That was just, that was like Wenger pacifying somebody. And that wasn't Mikel Arteta's fault. That was Unai Emery made him the captain. And Arteta comes in and wants him to sign a contract. So the last thing you can do is say, I'm going to take the captaincy away from him because that probably would have upset him and then he wouldn't have signed the contract. So he's stuck with the Bamiang. But regardless of that, who are the who are the coaches on the field that Arsenal need? You know, the senior players are the ones that put in three out of ten performances every single week. So, you know, that's another major problem is the lack of accountability on the field. Because the the younger players can't look to the senior players and think that they're worth looking up to, so. No, I know. I mean, I'm going to read a couple of comments. Uh, Mike Mike Bullock. Uh, I mean, I couldn't agree with him more. Really, George Graham came in, got shot a big time. Charlie's and put his faith in the youth. It was tough for a couple of years, but it worked out well. I said he's to gamble. Fuck, fuck it, nothing to lose. I agree with that one. Uh, Sam has said David Louise has been the answer is laughable, but unfortunately, Sam, we've played better with him on, on the pitch than we, than we you know we have without him on the pitch. Uh, Jeffrey Uber needs to rest, get his confidence back, and he needs to start. I mean, to be honest with you, Jeffrey, I would have probably played him during the week, played him in a couple of Europa games. Hopefully, he got his mojo back. Got, got a goal, got his eye in, because he, he obviously ain't got his eye in at the moment. My mate Webster, we're fucked. Uh, we're not beating anyone anytime soon. There's too much wrong at the moment. Uh, sorry, he wants to burn down the Emirates and start walking Barnet. Now, I agree with half of that, but I'm not going to say what half. Uh, James. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, for all... For all David Louise's faults. You can't question his fashion design a bit. If only a few more players showed that. Uh, Mike Louise has got a pass in his locker more than the whole of our midfield has at the moment. True. Uh, sorry to anyone with a brain who would lose today. Well, I'm pretty blindness on that one. 
Uh, yeah, like I say, Mike, it, it, you know, I, I don't really want to keep calling out all these comments in the, in the chat box, but I can't disagree with anybody, mate, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, well... It's, it's like, where, do we, where do we go from here, mate? I mean, where do we go against Southampton? I mean, we've got... Uh, uh, Stop Southampton. Pepe's back. Partey's probably out. Bellerin's out. And Xhaka's out. I mean, some yeah. may say... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, those that listening and stepping away at us, but Xhaka being out is a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, I've got a jump off here when I do and write a blog and uh, my positive and uh, I think the only positives I wrote down were that Jacques and I'm not being sarcastic or flippant that Jacques can't play for the next three games and Bellerin can't play in the next game because here's another one going back to uh, players playing well in the Europa League uh, Cedric had his best game for Arsenal on Thursday not in the squad and and not only not in the squad I'd have started Cedric because I don't see I don't see a, a weaker player than Hector Bellerin in, in Cedric Suarez, I just don't see it. And if if he's just going to become disillusioned, so then what you have is you've got two players, one who's playing crap, you don't want to play the crap player, and one who's disillusioned, because you made him disillusioned. So that's on the manager. And so uh, maybe that's a small positive we could take from this, is he, he can't play Jack and he can't play Bellerin, and I wish he couldn't play William, but he will. So he's mm. going to have to play um, Cedric or Maitland-Niles, which is better, and he's going to have to play... I mean, I play Cedric on the right, and I play Maitland-Niles in midfield all day long. But I'd have been doing that all season. So, and um, so anyway, time to pick a different team for me. But I just don't think he's going to do it. He's too stubborn. I think that I'm coming to realise that he's stubborn, and he wants to prove that what he's doing is right. I mean, yes, I mean, we we spoke about this before, right? And like I said, I mean, we, we've been we've been chatting a while now, me and you, right? And we've said a few times that. He wants to pick a team, a settled team, and say to them, right, you've got five games. Give them five games and see how it goes. Now, when he, he, he is doing the same thing, right, we're both having a pop at him. Now, I'm, I'm not having a dig at you because I'm doing the same thing. Do you know what I mean? But when he is playing the same team at the weekend, we're having a pop at him for playing the same team. I mean... What I'd like to do, and like I say, a lot of people in the chat are saying this as well, is play a lot of the Howden boys. I mean, a few are saying we should be playing Balogun, right? Yep. Which, to be fair, you've got, there's, there's two schools of thoughts on that. The one school of thought on Balogun is there's a very strong rumour that Liverpool are tapping him up and he might be sold to Liverpool in January because yep. he won't sign a new contract with Arsenal and we don't want to let him go for a free in, in uh, you know in May so Balogun is really a case of if we're going to play him he's going to have to he's going to have to sign the contract otherwise it's pointless us playing because all we're doing is we're giving him experience for another team right yeah so there, there's that one but there's the other one I mean I'm, I'm with you now I want to see make the nose on the pitch I want to see Smith Rowe on the pitch. Yep. I want to see Eddie through the middle. Do you know what I mean? It, I mean, a couple of them knockdowns today, like a, a couple of the ones that uh, unfortunately uh, Lacazette got hold of, I would have fancied Eddie to have scored them. 
Yeah, yeah, that's his specialty, isn't it, Kev? Yeah, in in the box. I mean, just that in the six yard box, between the six yard box and the penalty spot, Lacquerade had a couple of chances. And but again, if Arteta's going to keep fucking crossing the ball and long crosses over, Eddie's about five foot fucking six, isn't he? He's taller than you think, but he's still not. He's not going to compete with six foot three centre backs. So that's the point. It doesn't matter how tall you are. Is it's just not an intelligent tactic for almost any team to do that because it's just feeding into what the centre back wants you to do. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, see, I mean, what I, I mean, I love the positions we're getting in, Mike. And you must, as a coach, and like I say, you must be coaching your players as well. We're getting in them positions where. They're, and the majority of times as well, which is very, very good, is we're beating the fullbacks, and it's not we're, we're not beating them by by a two v one. The fullbacks are actually beating them themselves. Do you know I mean, we're beating them one on one, and we're beating them. I mean, do you know I mean, Kieran, time and time again, he's beating that right back on his own. It's not yeah. a two v one. It's not clever passing. He's just beating him for pace and a little bit of skill. And we're doing the same both sides, right? But it's, it's you know again, there's no variation in the ball going into the middle. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's it's a good and a bad thing at the same time. It, it, it's good how it's, it's good how it's working, but it's not good how it's finishing. Yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't have the players in the box uh, in the right positions. You know, the the easiest way to score off the cross is to beat the fullback, cut in front of his face, so he's tempted to bring it down for a penalty kick. And if he doesn't, cut the ball backwards towards the penalty spot or the top of the box where, uh, the, you know, the, the first layer of defenders are watching the six-yard box. You eliminate all of them, but we don't do that, you know. And, and what baffles me is that he's come from Manchester City, where Manchester City, if you close your eyes and think about how they score most of their goals, is they get that ball down into that zone 14 area which is right when you you cut in into the side of the box right in that area and they cut they either smash it at full speed to the back post or they cut it back and they score goal after goal and he's seen that he's probably run training sessions on that and we could do that Bamiang is a back post striker hit the ball hard to the back post or cut the ball back to a, a midfielder breaking from deep but we don't play the midfielders in our team that do break from deep you've got three of them in Saka, with Maitland-Niles that do that. And and he doesn't play them. So, so of course, you're not going to see Xhaka or Savias in there because they just refuse to go ever step inside the box like it's lava. So, but he's got the wrong players. I think he's got the wrong players on the field. Yeah, I mean, uh, Webster, Red and White Parker, uh, Martinelli. Yeah. Is Martinelli going to be some sort of solution? And if he is, is he going to play him down the middle? And then if he plays him down the middle, where's the Bangang going to play? Where's Saka going to play? And, you know, let's be honest, Saka was probably our best. He looked the only he looked the only one who was showing menace yeah. to me, Saka, today, out of our front, our front three or four. Do you know what I mean? He was the only one who was showing a bit of menace about him. So I, I couldn't drop him. Do you know what I mean? But, if Martinelli's back soon, where does he fit in, Mike? Well, you know, if you forget about current form and think about what these players are like, if we can get them close to their best, we have a far more 
potent thing than people realise. So, for example, you could do something like this. You could play Martinelli on the left, which is where he his favourite position, Aubameyang in the middle, or you could flip-flop them, okay? And then you play Reese Nelson on the right, who deserves, like me and you have been talking about, he deserves a run of five games because he's significantly uh, better than the, what's already out there on the pitch. Million. You could have a three-man midfield who would get into the box and offer you goals, and it could be somewhere between uh, Saka, Maitland-Niles, Willock, Party, El Nenny. There's five players there. Choose three from those fires, but choose two of them, like Willock and Saka, that are going to turn, accelerate, penetrate, get into the box, bring defenders towards them, get into the box on the end of these cutbacks that you're talking about. Totally different team now. You got rid of the slugging Granite Xhaka, who's offering nothing apart from the occasional ball to Tierney, and Ceballos, who's just looks energetic, but doesn't ever penetrate and doesn't use his energy in the right areas. Get those guys off the field and play a modern midfield that we have at the club and we have at London Colney, but you just refuse to put on the field. So it's not necessarily even the transfer window. We have the players. He just does not put the players that are needed on the field. Now, Martinelli might change this whole thing around just because that guy is a spark. That's When I think of him, I think of the word spark. And Arsenal need a spark gap, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we, 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 we just, like I said, that, that, that's why, like I say, I mean, I know a few gave me abuse for earlier, but Louise, to me, is a little bit of a spark on the pitch. You know you're not going to get 100%. <laughs> you're not going to get 100% out of him. He's going he's gonna to fuck it up every now and then. But you just need that little bit of, um, he, he's got that drive, he's got that win about him. We've got too many. In our squad, right? If we take out take out Louise, right, and take out all the help that that you know the youngsters from Ham End, the rest of them, they're not big big winners. They're not not they haven't won big in their careers either before Arsenal or at Arsenal, even including you know Abangian, he hasn't won big. So we've just got a team and a, a squad of too many players that. Are professional football players. They're not fucking winners. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the 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 kids, the had end kids, they're used to winning. The reeds yeah. used to winning. I mean, fuck knows what what, what went wrong with William. I think he's just here for a bloody pension. Uh he's almost exception to the rule. But that's the problem. We haven't it, it's the winning mentality and it, it, it's that it's that drive. And you see it, you see it in, you see it when, when the youngsters are playing. They've, they've got something about them that the rest of them just have not got. And yeah. we're, we're almost, Mike, I think we're at a point now, really, where if the Cronkies are not going to invest big money in January, all right, then they've got to sit down and talk to our settler and say, well, look, Keep us up this year. Blood the youngsters. Play four or five of them. Play four or five of them every single game and see what happens. I mean, you know, Dov, yeah. you know, Dovdale, Smith Rowe and, and, and Zachary is the eight ten. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the problem is not to try down the middle. Do you know what I mean? It, well, what, yeah, I do, but tomorrow, I as well. What's the fucking point? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's going to come from the Cronkies because they don't know the sport. I think that would have to. But that's the problem: is that if you promoted Mikel Arteta to being the be all and end all at Arsenal, and he got promoted from coach to manager. And so does does Edu have authority over him? Does Edu, who is the sporting director of, I guess, can he say to him, "This is what you're going to do. This is what we need to do." Is there anyone at Arsenal above Arteta that he respects that's going to tell him you have to do this or else? I don't know that there isn't the Cronkies because they don't know the sport and aren't there. They they could get advice. That's going to sound goofy coming from. Who, 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 who are they, who, who they going to get it from, Mike? It's, who, I mean, it's, who are they going to take the advice from? I, I don't know. I mean, Edu's the only the only footballing man that we've got above Arteta, but I don't know if Arteta respects him. They seem like they're they're like this. They're they yeah. level. Well, it, yeah, it's basically the. I mean, from what I can make out of the setup at the moment, it's Arteta, Arteta and Murtazeka, uh and Ado. Yeah. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that all three of them are probably on the on, on about the same belt. And when you consider that Arteta is probably the highest earner out the three of them as well. And then above that, we've we've got the we've got an accountant. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we've we've got an accountant and some of you done a, a couple of mega marketing deals. So it, it it's all bollocks and like I say, when if you delve delve into it really a lot of people are that have been at Arsenal for years and years and years have gone in the last few years. A lot of yeah. people that have been at the club for twenty, thirty years have all gone. Okay, some of them were uh, a part of Wenger's in a circle, so they they had to go for the progression of the club. I, I appreciate that, but there, there's so many of the Arsenal DNA that have actually disappeared. Yeah, and yeah. it 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 can't it just kind of filters down, mate. Do you know what I mean? It, it filters down. It, I feel that we've got a club at the moment that just has not got an identity, mate. We haven't yeah. got an identity. We haven't got a plan identity. Our identity off the pitch. Uh, as everybody well knows, I think has been completely screwed since we changed the badge and since we moved ground. So I I just look at it and I, I don't recognise the club that I first started game watching anymore. I just don't recognise them in any way, shape, or form, Mike. Yeah, I know, I know, Gav. Well, um, I just I'm just I feel like um, I mean, this whole year's just been super weird for everybody and. Yeah. And being an Arsenal fan on top of it, going from such a high of uh, winning the FA Cup and having a coach somehow get these average players to a point where we win something and beating all these teams to to this, it's just one of the strangest things I've seen in my lifetime of watching football, how you can be so good and then so bad a few months later. Just a couple of months, Gav. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, it. so let's... Let's really get get down to it then, Mike, really. Uh, in your opinion, mate, players or players Arteta? Is it the players letting Arteta down or is it Arteta just not putting the players on the pitch in the right position? Um, oh, I think it, it's all on the coach because um, I don't see a solid attacking strategy and I don't see the uh, accountability. He talks about these non-negotiables, but... The first one, everybody knows this. You don't have to be a coach to know this, but is is you'll lose respect in the dressing room if you don't drop the players that need to be dropped and play the players that need to be played. And so 
Um, I was one of Arteta's biggest fans, and I still think that the that he could turn this around. I, I really do actually think he could turn this around, but I do worry that he's starting to lose if he hasn't lost some of the players because they don't understand the logic behind the lack of accountability um, for playing time um, and then attacking tactics. I just don't. I, I think stubbornness is going to kill Mikel Arteta. That's, I guess, my final thought. I, I really fear that I get the impression he's a very stubborn man um, and it's overcoaching. You know, I've, I've played for somebody once that told me what to do at, at all times and it drove me absolutely insane. And I think the fact that there's no crowd, Gav, and all the players can hear him is not helping our players. I think they, they, want, they want him to be drowned out so that you can't hear him constantly telling them what to do. That gets old. And so, I mean, if you went to work every day, Gav, and you had somebody sitting by your desk saying, all right, put your mouse here. No, I want you to go do this. Now I want you to do this. That wouldn't last very long before you just go chuck it in, right? Um, so, uh, I, think that's how my, I think that's how my missus feels every day, mate, when I'm asking her to help me with the, uh, yeah. the pack of the stuff from the shop. Uh, but, yeah, no, I know I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's almost like... We we went from having literally no formation. There was there was no there was there, there was no structure, and Arteta's almost gone from overstructuring things. Yeah. So he's almost he's almost overcoached it. So it's I understand what you mean by it and how it looks by that. But I mean, at the same respect, we've we've seen it a couple of times over the last couple of years where. The manager's got the right players who are in form on the pitch at the same time, sometimes often from a substitution, either a second half or a 60-minute substitution. Yeah. And the players just click because the players know that the best players are on the pitch at that moment in time. And yeah. that's when it seems to go well. And the only clicking that I'm seeing really and the only sort of real bonding that I'm seeing with players at the moment is the how then boys. Yeah. And like I say, it, it, it's, it's daft. And it, I know it sounds completely fucking stupid. And I do apologise for anybody listening. But it just seems like that Eddie knows what it's like to play with Maitland-Niles. And Eddie knows what it's like to play with, with, with Saka. And Saka knows what it's like to play with Smith Rowe. And they all know what it's like to play with Reese Nelson. So, and, and, and that, that, that bonding and the fact that they've been playing together like at various youth levels for the best part of 10, 12 years. And they are all decent players in their own right. To me, that's a lot better than the crap that's getting spilled out by the rest of them. Yeah, that's right, Gavin. Um, the title of my blog last week was Save the Seniors to Lose the Youngsters. And that's what could truly happen. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. The, the, um, the, the madness of it all is that he could end up actually doing that. He could, you know, eventually... Uh, you know, he's going to sell these senior players. I think everybody sees that. He's just using them right now because uh, he feels like he has to. But in the meantime, he could lose a whole bunch of these hail end boys Gav, that everybody wants to see on the field because they're disillusioned. Um, and I think you know, if he gets fired, Gav, 
I think he's going to fire himself. Um, and what I mean by that is I think the the fans, the club, the ownership, everybody wanted to lean into this long-term Mikel Arteta project. They made him manager after five minutes and he was made coach when he joined and all this faith, loads of faith, faith, faith. Everybody loved him. And so it's only going to be his own fault and his own stubbornness and all these things that everybody sees that he needs to do. And it, it'll just fire himself. It'll be one of the stupidest things that a coach has ever done because everybody was behind him. Everybody. Yeah, three months ago, did you know anybody that didn't want Mark Michael Arteta to stay at Arsenal for a long time? No. No, no, not, not at all, mate. And, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. It, like I say, I, I'm just immensely frustrated, Mike, as you can probably hear in my attitude tonight. Yeah. I mean, and like I say, you've been over, I know you are as well, but it just almost seems like I want him to do one thing or the other. And I'm, I'm almost at the point where I, I don't care what one he does. Do you know what I mean? I don't care whether the Cronkies want to come in and spend big money and back him in the transfer window. I don't care if they do that. I don't think they're going to do that to the degree that's going to be needed to get us right up there this year. And at the same respect, I don't care whether they come out and say, right, we've got a three-year project. We're going to play the kids. And if they was open and honest about that and say, look, we're going to play the kids and yeah. we're going to buy in the positions where we don't need. So, they're, <laughs> you, know, you know, perhaps they'll look at a right back. Uh, perhaps they'll look at another centre back. Perhaps they'll look at another, uh, another centre forward. Uh, but you know they'll they'll keep the base of you know Kieran, uh, Zaka, uh, sorry, and Maitland-Niles and Ludding Smith Rowe, and try and get Balogun back on side for the hope that he'll stick around for a couple of years. But I, I they just can't try and do both. And yeah. that, 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 that's what it seems like. It seems like they're, 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 they're trying to do both and they're not doing either. So, I mean, you can't give the young players experience, watch them play well, watch Willock play well, watch Willock constantly score goals and then not even have him in the squad. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? I mean, Willock would have been ideal to have come on, uh, instead of Tobias, I thought. Yep. Yeah, I think but, he was on the bench. Uh, he's not even on the bench, Mike. Do you know what I mean? I thought he was, but... Oh, okay, if you, um, well, like I say, well, he didn't bring him on. He should have done. I would have brought him on. Yeah, either way, it's not good, is it? No. So, like I say, I think we're... It, 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 they've just got to sort of decide what they're going to do. I, I, it, 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 it's, it's stick or twist. It's, it's spend big money. Conkeys have got to spend big money and like I say on three big players or they've just got to be honest and upfront with everybody and say right we ain't got the money but we're going to back our tetter and we're going to back the youth it's one or the other it's a simple straightforward fucking decision which we both know they will not make yeah yeah so I don't know we just have to hope that Martinelli's the spark. Maybe he will be. And I do want to see what happens when a, a goal or two does go in because sometimes the mood changes quickly 
But I'm I'm wondering who that's going to come against if it doesn't come against Burnley at home. Burnley were trying their hardest to be crap today and somehow they still won the game. Yeah. No, exactly. I don't know. Uh, I don't quite know how we managed to lose <laughs> against the team that we haven't lost to since about 1974. I mean, I was probably just... Well, in fact, according to my mother, I was talking fluently by the age of two, believe it or not. But like I say, that's a long time to lose at home. So, yeah, we, we, like, oh, we just shouldn't be losing to them, Mike. I mean, it's just upsetting, mate. Anyways, uh, thank you everybody for joining us. Thank you for everybody who uh, commented on the chat. Uh, I'm guessing me and you, Mike, will be back in the week. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll probably be saying the same things but worse after we get pumped by bloody Southampton. Anyway, up the Arsenal. Cheers, Kev. Let's see if this works this time. Hold on. No. I'm not even sure where. Here we go. Is this the intro? I nearly got the buttons right, didn't I? You did all right.